0: Hey everybody, hope you all enjoyed our coverage of the Desperate Revival arc. It was a lot of fun to relive, for sure. And uh, we do not have a new episode this week, but we do have some new content. Uh, This Case Rewind will be paired with uh, a snippet from my interview with Troy Baker, where he talks about uh, playing his role in the Case Closed dub as a little bonus. And then we'll have our thoughts on the first four Detective Conan movies. So, please enjoy. You know, you're, watching your career has been so incredible because uh, I came in hearing you do a bunch of anime, and you voiced uh, Jen in the Case Closed dub, and Detective Conan's my favorite show. So I would love to hear if you have any memories from that.
1: Oh man, absolutely. So, Chris Sabat. Brings me in. He goes like, "Hey man, uh, uh, I'm gonna have you play uh, the main bad guy in this new show, Detective Conan. This kid that gets this, this guy gets shrunk down to a kid, and you're the guy that does it." I was like, "Oh, that's awesome! I get to play the main bad guy." Right here, you see the progenitor of me as as an actor going, "I love playing bad guys. Like maybe at some point this will point to to me playing the Joker. Who knows, right? Because that's always been a goal of mine." And he goes, I have three lines in that episode. I say, sweet dreams, detective, and you never see me again. So that thing did a number on me. I was like, wait a minute. This isn't how it's supposed to work. And then I remember Dr. Claw. I'm like, oh, of course. The bad guy is gets the least amount of screen time ever. So you always want to be the good guy. But the most fun for me is still, and again, There's no, we're all heroes of our own story. And I firmly believe that the Joker feels like he, even in this, in this story, that what he's doing, he's genuinely trying to help. He loves chaos, of course, but only because he believes that that is the path to freedom. It's not like he's twirling a mustache and, and intentionally being evil. He's wanting to help Batman understand, even early on, even now. You don't know how this is going to go. You already see the chaos. Let me help you out.
0: We're here to discuss a very exciting episode. It's not even an episode. It's a movie. The very first film, which is titled Detective Conan, The Time-Bombed Skyscraper. It's originally released on April 19th, 1997, so that's just between season two and three of the anime. So, if you were caught up on the anime, the last thing you would have seen before the movie is the Game Company murder case, where we got to see the black organization again. So, they're fresh (laughs) in our minds, and now we're going to get zero plot development. because it's time for the movie
2: just so we're clear movies are not canon right because is there a little bit of a dispute around that or is it pretty much clear-cut yeah this isn't canon
0: so they're not considered um. canon but uh recently they've started like revealing plot details in the movie
3: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: like maybe from like movie i don't know 19 or 20 and forward they'll put like some plot info that would be released in the movie first, and then maybe you'd get it in the manga later. So while they're not canon, they don't really, like, dispute anything, and there's nothing that will really make, like, there's nothing too crazy in the movies, like, except for maybe Lupin Third crossovers, um, because I, d- hey. I don't think Lupin and canon share a universe.
4: Oh, no, now they not do. We have to watch all of Lupin the Third, and I am not
0: against that. <laughs> <laughs> All twenty series of Lupin the Third. Um, but the movies are. I, I feel like they don't take away from anything, so I'd like consider them no. canon for the most part, even if some of our lovely listeners might disagree with that. Um, but like, so they're they're technically non-canon, but they basically there's nothing that like disputes stuff, and they introduce characters in them. Like for example, in this movie, we get to see uh, Inspector Tori for the first time and that's a new character that would then be seen in the manga. So they do introduce stuff here, and, you know, so.
4: I would say the movies are more canon than the actual filler episodes are of the anime. Uh,
0: Yeah, and Oyama is involved to an extent. He uh, works on, like, Mm -hmm. keyframes, and even though he doesn't, like, write all the films himself, he's overseeing them. So, like, it's nothing, like, totally out of left field that he wouldn't be... Uh, aware of and like i said they've been kind of like making the movies more relevant lately um by like film 20 and beyond where like oh we're gonna put this little tease here and you'll learn something new about a character um so like i think you'd learn something about like bourbon in one of them and a bunch of characters that colleen has no clue who they are um, because,
4: yeah, I can't remember the, the new chick that just ended the last arc in the manga, but like, she showed up first in like, a a manga chapter and like, it ended with saying like, oh, see more of what she's up to in the new movie coming out this week. And I'm like, oh,
0: oh, uh, are you talking about M- Mamiji Uka or whatever her name is?
4: Yes. Yeah. I can't remember. I can't
0: remember. Yeah, there's there's uh, so many characters, but, uh. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, I am making up for lost time, though. I've made it to about episode four hundred, uh, so that's about a hundred episodes since the last time we talked. So yeah, I was gonna I going say, to say I thought you were around a lot.
1: Oh, <laughs> ooh,
0: yeah, that's. I'm going to meet him
2: one of these days.
1: <laughs> you're
0: really just uh, getting through these episodes, Colleen.
2: Oh well, I can basically tell time by Conan episodes. Yeah, almost there. I'm just like, oh, it takes me two Conan episodes to get to work. <laughs> so, something
1: like that.
0: <laughs> That's quite the long uh, work drive. 44 minutes or so. Jeez. Yes.
1: True. Yes.
0: So, this movie, uh, well, I guess before we start the recap proper, Justin, when was the last time you saw this movie? Oh, jeez. Uh,
4: when I first was pretty much watching the show. Uh, like starting it because I watched like all the episodes that were at, released here in English and then I'm like well what else is there and then I saw that there was six movies and I'm like alright to give you an idea of how long ago this was Netflix DVDs were still a thing
0: oh did you rent <laughs> See, it on Netflix wow.
4: yes I got them all from Netflix DVD
0: <laughs> damn yeah, the good old days. Uh, Such
2: humble beginnings.
0: <laughs> it
4: was very much a humble beginning.
0: I wonder when the dub stopped because I, I think I watched all the, like the dubbed episodes and then I like decided, it, oh, I should watch the movies before I move on to like uh, watching the Japanese subs. So I think I started watching the movies then. Um, the
4: uh, English dub stopped. I think a couple episodes before I showed up.
0: Oh, yeah, um, so like 120 or something like that. So Yeah. yeah, I'd seen her. But for... the
4: movie for the sixth movie had her in it, and I think even the fifth one. Yeah. So it was really weird <laughs> that they did not Yeah, because you're those. like, who
2: is this person?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, quite a few of these movies are dubbed, which is interesting. They dubbed the first six movies... And let me see, the English release of the Time Bomb Skyscraper came out October 3rd, 2006. And I believe I did watch the uh, English version the first time around. So I haven't seen this since probably like 2007, 2008. So it's been a while, but I'm, I'm glad I rewatched it. I really enjoyed the film. Uh, Colleen, I know you your canon journey is uh, a bit newer. When did you, did you watch this uh, recently, and then you got to watch it a second time, or when was the last time you watched it?
2: Uh, so, the first time I watched it was over ten years ago, probably. Oh. Was, uh, just as Funimation stopped uh, releasing them, I suppose, I, I grabbed all of them. Like I
1: um,
2: managed to order them off online, and uh, I actually got it as a double feature with the second movie so i don't know when that version of the dvd came out so it's been a while since i (laughs) since i saw this one uh as an indication i actually didn't remember the plot at all i i remembered the uh culprit and uh his motive but nothing else
0: (laughs) basically all i remembered was like the scene of conan and ron like as the building was like exploding and they're Right next to each other. I always thought that was romantic. So I was like, Oh, what a nice scene. So uh, yeah. that stuck with me, but I, I didn't remember much. I, I was able to like, remember who the culprit was just with, from like, there's not many characters in this episode. Um, which is kind of strange. It was like most cases of detective Conan, they ha- they have like, Oh, here's three or four characters that are potential person here. And this episode doesn't really have that. They kind of just introduced two possible people. And then you never even really see the one. So you're kind of like just left by process of elimination to go, oh yeah, it's probably that guy.
2: Yeah, it's definitely a different yeah. format than the episodes. Because there at least you get to kind of play the detective and try and figure it out along with Conan. Here it's more like a typical feature-length film. And you see, I mean, there are little subplots here and there. and uh, But there's no real mystery. Like, I mean... The guy's in disguise for half the movie but you're pretty kind of sure who that is
0: yeah that's a good point mm-hmm. like i feel like the movies overall are definitely more action than mystery compared to the show which uh it's kind of a nice uh change of pace even if it's not what you come to conan exactly for because i know a lot of fans are kind of split on like the movie's quality because they definitely do go more action oriented and i i will say More recently, they've gone, like, over the top with the action to, like, a hilarious degree. Where, Mm -hmm. like... Okay, so, Colleen, one of the movies has Conan on his skateboard, and he's, like, grinding the rails of a, like, stadium scoreboard about, like, 200 feet above the ground, and he's, like, hopping all over the railing of this stadium, like... just doing these death-defying jumps and stuff. And it's, like, just so ridiculous from what you see on a regular episode that it's just hilarious to see how different the movies are. And we're definitely not to that point here. But we can kind of see, like, the format of, oh, this is going to be more action than maybe a mystery. But I I think it's a nice enough change of pace for, you know, what it is. And we only get one movie a year. So I don't mind it.
2: There's another movie, um, sort of just on that same vein of action oriented, like uh there's a chase scene. Uh Heiji and Conan are on a motorcycle and all the movie is um the like typical uh like hand drawn animation, I think, or whatever uh style that is. And then the chase scene is done in almost like this three D esque kind of thing so it's really jarring when you're watching it because there's such a difference but that's what they chose to do for that particular chasing. scene and it's like yeah they, they do long, that but. quite a bit often
0: mm-hmm. uh in these like scenes where they have like these 3d elements that look totally off and you're like because especially i kind of expect better production values when i'm watching a movie compared to a tv show and then these oh, totally. the 3d yeah. elements are like are so, they're kind of off-putting to where you're like, this is worse Mm -hmm. than normal. And so, like, that always throws me off a bit whenever I see that involved, because it just never looks correct to me. Uh, What what do you think about that, Justin?
4: Yeah, no, it always looks weird, especially, like, when... Because I'm trying to think if it's like this in the Detective Conan vs. Lupin movie, but he's chasing Fujiko down on a bike with a skateboard down a bridge, and I think it makes, like, the bridge like, 3D at some point as he's going up it, and then, like, it goes back to 2D afterwards kind of thing, and it's just like, this is so... It didn't need to be 3D at all, but it was.
2: Well, we don't get the luxury of 3D in this movie, so too bad. (laughs) Well, I would love to get the male perspective for once. Um, What do you guys think about the whole Red Thread of Fate concept?
0: Well, see, I'm, like, a hopeless romantic. So <laughs> I was about to
2: say the same thing.
0: <laughs> I completely love it. I, li- I, like, I love the idea of, like, like, the one for somebody and, like, destiny bringing them together. Um, and, like, uh, the, there's an anime movie that came out a couple years ago, uh, Your Name, that kind of had, like, similar, uh, like, themes of it. Where, like, people being connected. And, uh, like, i bawled over that i actually watched it on an airplane i was on a flight and i was in the middle seat and so i I was surrounded by two women and i'm there watching this anime bawling so i must have looked like the biggest loser in the world um but yeah i i find that like a super romantic concept and while like shinichi was like oh no chick flick i'm like oh my god this is so sweet Mm -hmm. (laughs) what about you justin
4: uh, no, yeah, same thing I, uh, hopeless romantic Like yourself, um But, like, I, I, I do believe in it A little bit, like, that's why I don't think I found one, I'm like, it's cause I haven't Found the exact one yet It's out there somewhere Eventually that, I guess that Invisible string uh, Will
0: eventually tug
4: and I'll Find the person, but
0: Well, well if you uh, need to find the one, all you have to do is go see The Joker movie, Justin <laughs> Oh, Really? And then the gamers will finally rise up.
4: Oh, beautiful. I'm going to... Can we end this podcast now
0: so I can go see it? <laughs> um, but what do you think about it, uh, Colleen? I mean, I, I feel like we might not be the like stereotypical male. I'm sure Kyle would have called it like lame or something because he's a cool <laughs> right, but, the,
2: uh, what, the one, the guy. Right. The one guy who's actually engaged but probably think it's lame. Um, I, not to sound like a broken record, I'm also a bit of a hopeless romantic, so I like the idea of it. For instance, and not to open old wounds, Tyler, but if a guy were to give me my favorite Care Bear, I would not throw it back in his face.
3: Oh,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry, but emphasis on my favorite Care Bear, which I suspect may have been the problem in your situation. So. Oh,
0: damn. So Colleen, what's your favorite care bear?
2: Uh, <laughs> okay. uh Grumpy Bear.
0: I see. Good to know. Um, so yeah, well, like the, the one care Delivered. bear who's
2: like not the heart one. Yeah, that's that's my favorite. I feel it. <laughs> He's just so funny. Well, what was the rain cloud one? Yeah, that's grumpy. That like- that's grumpy.
4: Is that grumpy? Yeah. Okay.
0: So we always love getting uh feedback from our listeners and uh one of our newer listeners he just like started listening to the show recently um but he's been making his way through the episodes quickly and sent us a bunch of tweets which i really appreciated um and i believe he's from spain Ooh. the cat
1: oh uh, yeah
0: so hola <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> and we just lost him <laughs> <laughs> he, he wrote uh, with some feedback here. Uh, shout out to Dyskin. Uh, he, you can find him on Twitter at D A I S K 3 N. Uh, and he didn't enjoy this movie as much as we did. Um, he said, I rewatched movie one. It was a little too disjointed for me. Even though all ends up con- connecting, it felt like four different things. The ending is still iconic, but I like future movies much more. Also, we meet Shiratori, so that's cool. And Koguro also gets his silly and emotional moments. Uh, Overall, I would say a five out of ten because even some two-hour specials top this movie. And I I think he has some points about um, this. Probably isn't the strongest movie, and like we said, there weren't Mm -hmm. really the core mystery wasn't that strong since there's kind of only one suspect the entire time. But uh, I liked it as like the first movie, and I I thought the ending nailed it. And uh, I think that means more to me than kind of like some of the rougher areas just. I love the ending so much. I think it's it's romantic and i, I want to believe in the threads of love, God damn it <laughs> a bit right on this don't we all um, yeah, so I thought it was a sweet film. I mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think it's any of our like most favorite film. I think we all probably like uh some future ones more, but i, mm-hmm. I think we can all agree it's a a solid entry um so. Let's just get our overall thoughts on it here. Um, Colleen, what's your overall thoughts on this being the first film? And did anything surprise you rewatching it? I mean, it's been a decade <laughs> since you've seen it.
2: Um, So, I now that I'm further along in the series, but not as far as some people, like I'm um, maybe midway, I guess we can say, and I've already seen the difference in animation. So, going back now to old style it's really weird like it's fine it's just like you can really feel the 90s in this movie um, again I didn't remember the plot as well as some of the other movies like let's say the Sherlock Holmes one but um, I think it's a good first start I mean they had to start somewhere with the movie so this was a pretty good one um, would I say that's like my top probably not but it's still an enjoyable movie to watch and it is cute to see all those moments and I think um one of the things that makes Detective Conan so successful and that it's such a long-running series is its characters so you come here to watch the characters and if the plot is maybe so-so then so be it but the characters are always great and you always get a laugh out of you know, Kogoro and Conan making fun of him and things like that. And it rounds a little, uh, her desire to see Shinichi again, always pulls at your heartstrings. So there's definitely enough in this movie to keep you interested.
0: Perfectly put. And then Justin, what are your thoughts revisiting this film? You know, it's been, it's 22 years since it was released. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I agree with Colleen as well. Um, it
4: feels very much like uh, a couple episodes built into one. Um, like, cause you got that first case in the beginning and then you got like the setup and, Oh, here's the first like mystery of this bomber. And then like, it kind of keeps like, it's divided up into definitely multiple parts. Um, and it's the first one. Um, so they just kind of wanted to have a big story for the most part. um, but as they go further, you can definitely tell that it's, like, these bigger, grander stories. Um, uh, so, like, yeah, like, it it's not bad. I'd totally watch it again. Um, but, yeah, like Colleen said, definitely probably wouldn't be in my top ten. Maybe even lower than that, too.
0: Well, just wait. Just wait, Justin. I'm sure we'll get a chance to watch it again because this this has been dubbed. So when we're when we're still doing this a decade from now and we need to find filler episodes because the release schedule slows, I'm sure we'll we'll run it back. Um, oh, so and yeah. the dub's
2: hilarious. the The opening scene of the dub is really funny because, of course, they um, Americanize everything. So they say something like, "Oh, the guy was really into Japanese culture and he was really fluent to Japanese." <laughs> <I'm> like, okay, <laughs> really? Yeah.
0: Oh jeez. That's great. Um so yeah, that'll do it for Detective Kenan, the Time Bomb Skyscraper. It's held up pretty well. Good first entry. I'm glad we finally got to do a movie here. So yeah, we're covering movie two here, the 14th Target, originally released in theaters on April 17th, 1999. Um just before we jump in to the film itself. Colleen, uh, first off, how excited were you to cover this film, and did you remember how? Did you remember a lot of the plot
2: beats? I remember nothing from this film. When uh, you said the title was Fourteenth Target, I had no idea what that even alluded to. Um, I think I've seen, like, I watched this movie maybe over a decade ago, so I was really excited to jump back in and watch it because uh, I've been sort of watching the newer stuff, so it was nice to do this uh, throwback.
0: Yeah, I was largely the same way. I kind of remembered it counting down and there being a bunch of targets. But I didn't really remember specific story beats. Uh, what about you, Spencer?
3: Yeah, the jumping back up into this, then I actually like remember who the culprit was right before even like clues and stuff came together. So it just came back bit by bit. But the story beats and then that the motive and such was still what was just still foggy but much but just it was still just you know like fun to go in back and then like re and just like revisit this episode. I mean that this movie movie rather up in just a more more just a deeper sense.
0: Yeah, there were definitely some moments where it's like, oh I remember this uh like the when they got to the underwater like uh restaurant
1: oh yeah that started
0: coming back real a lot of memories started flying back but other than that i didn't really remember a ton so overall colleen what'd you think about movie two the 14th target
2: um i really enjoyed it actually i thought that the first part of the movie basically up till they got into the aqua crystal i thought the pacing of the movie was pretty good it kind of slowed down at the aqua crystal for me it, it almost, like, took a shift from being kind of the, okay, we're targeting these people, counting down, and then it went to almost like um And then there were none situation, or one of those stories where you get a bunch of people in a room or in a building, and then you have to figure out, okay, who's killing who off. So it had uh, kind of that dual dual plot line for me a little bit, but the transition, I thought, was really good. Um, I like the whole backstory, the Kogoro, Airi, Ron stuff. Uh, I thought it was really satisfying as soon as Ron realized that what that Kogro did it to save her mother, because I think that for a good portion of the film she misunderstood her father, which was a real shame. But um, it was satisfying for me, like the moment that she realized, okay, he actually saved her and didn't want to shoot her. Um, the whole like. Uh, A uh, fortune telling thing I I liked how it came back in a few aspects like Ron and Conan kissing and then like Shinichi being the ace of spades represented as the A on the card so I thought that this movie had a lot of neat little tie-ins and I thought it wrapped up really well Um, one weak point for me and we've discussed it was that Sawaki's motive wasn't that strong it seemed a little petty to me but that might be just my opinion
0: yeah i think it's just it's definitely petty, but like uh it just kind of shows this i guess his mental state being so unstable um i enjoyed the i enjoyed the movie uh quite a bit at first i thought it was a little bit too much to handle with all these different characters being thrown at you and seemingly of not much consequence but then they all come back later thankfully but uh uh, yeah, they do definitely get away from the like counting down stuff at the once they get into that restaurant because they're just like, oh, here's two through six at mm-hmm. once. <laughs> it's like, come on, dude. Um All right. But uh, yeah, I-, I thought it was a fun movie. Um, kind of like the weird villain aside, I thought there were some good moments. I liked uh, uh the CPR scene. There's some good humor with uh. Genta, and that uh, I thought the uh, helicopter scene was rather intense. So I enjoyed the film. What about you, Spencer? Well, that
3: the movie was epic, and in that I would consider it like basically like one of my top five Detective Conan movies, movies of all time. That it's not top three, but it will be four or five. And in that, it's basically that the case was solid. I like that kind of that the killer signature of just using that the card cards cards to basically drop their little symbols and just basically it 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 was kind of like a Kind of just like you, Tyler, it was just kind of like hard to kind of keep all of the names together. But once then, that whenever, then that much like, as as Colleen said, as soon as they got to the Aqua Crystal, Crystal, then it it just kind of got like, he kind of got sloppy at the end with just some of the writing, especially during the the whole like drowning scene and such, such, well, almost drowning scene. And then it's just basically... Just that the cult, cult, culprit, as we have all previously said, said that his motive was kind of lame and in that, you know, that his intentions were kind of just off there. But then that they had some really good Shinran moments for 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 those that are into that shipping, that the characters dynamics between Kogoro and Eerie match just with Shinran, Shinran. And then it was it, it just overall a very fun movie
0: yeah so it looks like we all enjoyed it um Spencer, you had a theory you wanted to share with uh our listeners
3: oh yeah, oh yeah, so then that if that you if that you guys don't remember re re- remember fellow uh listeners on um, basically that I did say that I did have a theory about like uh, it was basically the Kogoro downfall theory, and then that even though that this movie is not canon. And then I would like both of your guys opinions on it. So after that, so then, so then after that, he had like left the police force, he basically could not handle that guilt of shooting just eerie and then, all, and then also giving his daughter some, some heavy ass PTSD. So basically then that's whenever that the drinking, the host club stuff, and then that the daily and then that the daily mahjong Mahjong just started just happening. And then that he just kept on going down that spir- spir- spiraling slope because that he was a very prominent cop as shown shown with just at the teamwork that him and then Megary had. And then that his marksmanship, we could just basically just call him that the Leglos of the show, that the way that he just basically just grazed the shot, shot, shot of just like, of just like Erie's leg. And then just like shot the dude up and at the uh, shoulder shoulder very cleanly. I don't know. that. What do you guys think about that little small theory? Even though that this this could not be canon, but it is canon for my head, canon.
0: Yeah, I mean, it definitely impacted his life, uh, even if uh, that isn't the reasoning, because obviously he separated with Eerie, and I think that situation also, just losing his wife, you know, negatively have, have impacted him and made him want to indulge on a you know, gambling, booze, you know, kind of his, uh, uh, his, uh, his vices, you know, so uh, it definitely impacted him. What what do you think, Colleen?
2: Uh, I like the idea of Kogoro being the Legolas of the series. That's a new one. I haven't heard that one before. Um, but I think it might be a mixture of what you said, Spencer, like Kogoro, sure, he has this kind of guilt for what he did, and that's kind of what uh, spiraled downwards his career and his life, but Kogoro is also uh, like that by nature. I feel like he's very playful and he kind of likes that gambling and drinking aspect to life. So I feel like it's also it's an escape for him, but it's also kind of him going back to his old ways before maybe Aerie and Ron were part of his life. So yeah, it's really interesting to kind of just delve into Kogoro's psychology a little bit because I don't know if we do that too much but like it once we start talking about it kogoro is actually one of the more like interesting maybe characters in this in the series
3: oh yeah absolutely that he is a deep character and then that he uses all of that as a coping mechanism because that whenever he does actually sober up and stuff that he looks confident and just competent. I mean, because it's just basically that you know that I remember just kind of like uh, whenever that I just first watched the show, then I was like, "That this guy is rude and just an idiot." But as that I have grown older and stuff, Kogoro has actually became like one of my top favorite characters of the show, 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 because of the fact that his character is just so deep, and that he's just a family man that who just likes to judo flip people <laughs> whenever you mess with his family. Absolutely.
2: I wonder. Who- cuz it is a kids show i wonder how kids uh react to kogro if they if they think he's like a bumbling idiot like i don't know i i personally enjoy watching kogro i think he's hilarious but i don't know if kids see him the same way
3: this movie oh boy oh boy
2: yeah
0: it's uh it's quite the movie it's the last wizard of the century it originally released april 17th 1999 Before we get into it, I do want to mention that I introduced some characters that are mostly part of the uh, Tokyo police force, and these people are so inconsequential that I did not recognize any of them, and they weren't (laughs) even mentioned in probably any of my notes, but they are the following, Detective Kobayashi, Detective Yokoyama, Detective Yamamoto, and Detective Kojima. These all appear for like 20 episodes in the series somehow, and I never knew they existed, so the more you know.
2: Yeah, so don't uh be too mad at us if we're not gonna talk about them. Right. If, and if you happen to be a fan of Detective Kobayashi.
0: Yeah.
3: Oh
2: boy. He seems pretty cool.
3: Yeah, that the oh police are always the cool ones.
0: Yeah. Oh, here's the uh <laughs> here's the wiki description for Detective Kobayashi. He is a man with stubble and a strange impact. What does that even mean?
1: <laughs> what does that mean?
2: <laughs>
3: Strange impact. Hey, let's keep them let's, uh, out of the gutters. keep it clean. Let's keep it clean.
0: He looks so evil too. It,
3: like, it's the stubble. It's the stubble.
0: I implore you to all look at a photo of Detective Kobayashi because he looks like he's gonna murder somebody rather than solve a murder. That
3: he looked that you know that he that he looked like Detective Mori after that just down on his luck and then he just got tired of everything and then he's just living alone at that point.
0: Man, poor guy. Hundreds of episodes and he still hasn't shaved. Uh, Jeez. Alright, so... uh, Before we get into the movie, I do want to ask you guys if you had any hype or if you... uh, Do you hold this in fond regard, Colleen? What what were you looking forward to for this movie?
2: Definitely looking forward to it. I haven't seen this uh, in about 8 or 9 years, maybe. I actually bought the DVD about six years ago, and when I reached for it on my shelf today, uh, I realized that it was still unopened, so definitely have not even watched the copy I own until today, um, so I was really looking forward to it. We, we know we love Kaido Kid on this show. I feel bad because I totally forgot Hattori was in this, so good to see him, so I was really excited for this one.
0: Uh, Spencer, how do you feel about The Last Wizard of the Century?
2: Uh, that this movie is actually
3: up in my top five Detective Conan movies, actually. That this movie, that this would be about my fourth time actually seeing this movie. Movie, I remember my first time watching it was, was just back whenever then that it was, I think it was my sophomore year of college. And then that my friends had found tactically acquiring websites back in the day for movies of anime and such. So, yeah, so then that this is my, so that's my history with this movie. Yeah,
0: shout out to tactically uh, acquiring <laughs> movies.
3: I use that all the time. I use that phrase all the time.
0: Yeah, so I've only seen this once before, so I was excited to rewatch it. I didn't have a ton of memories for it. I certainly didn't know that we'd be taking a Russian history lesson during it, <laughs> but uh, it was refreshing to uh, learn some more about Rasputin and company. So we'll get into that later on. So uh, overall, let's get some thoughts on the film. Spencer, kick us off. What do you think about uh, this movie?
3: That this movie, that this movie was very, very interesting. That it was the stronger of the three that we have seen. Seen, but I, but I still, but I do still think that this uh, movie is ranked number one for me as far as the actual mystery go. That it was kind of like. Int- interesting with that the whole like family history you know then that you got this assassin that is basically that taking out kaido kid at first and that you know that if that you don't know what happened then you're like holy crap kaido kid is dead and then that you got a lot of espionage and and miss and just kind of like secret you know like secret you know like secret uh Family ties, secret rooms—it's it, just—it's it, just like one of those uh, Detective Conan films that make you think of it as sorta, as sorta like a James Bond, Sherlock Holmes film. But I, but
0: I enjoyed it overall. Colleen, what's your thoughts on the movie? Uh,
2: I thought it was awesome. Like it, this was better than I remembered it. All I remembered really from the first time watching it was the Rasputin part. I didn't really remember the rest of the film, but it was so good. The plot was top-notch. It had my attention the entire time. Like, it was such a satisfying movie on so many counts. Uh, I love that we get sort of the full, almost, look the current full cast of characters. You got a little bit of Heidi in there. You got the detective boys. You get Kaido Kid. Um, So it was nice to just see, like, the movie was kind of separated into three distinct parts, right? You got the Osaka part, you got the boat, and then you've got the castle, but it all kind of melded into one cohesive picture and it was so beautifully done. I thought, um, it was, uh, nice to see, uh, sort of the, the way that they put in that Russian history part, because I guess it could have come off as jarring, but I thought it, uh, was incorporated really well. Um, and, I didn't I guess the gags were pretty good I don't know if it was like the top movie in terms of gags or like compared to episodes or whatnot but I think I think the humor was consistently there and it was just overall such a great watch and I could not stop like I I was I I felt really bad always pausing to take notes because I just wanted to keep watching and keep the momentum going and Um, I guess I have a question.
0: Well, sister, let me tell you this. You don't know what it is to pause and take.
2: (laughs) That's true. I should not talk. (laughs) Not in front of you, Tyler. Um, So I was thinking about, and like, at first the title really tripped me up because I guess it could have like a triple meaning in my view, at least like, because I thought the last wizard of the century referred to Kaido Kid at first, but then I shifted over to thinking, okay, are they talking about Rasputin because he was kind of known as a mystic? Uh, during his time, but then it mm-hmm. ended up being this kichi guy. So I was like, okay, so the title is Like it could be any one of those three in the end if you really think about it um, but the thing that I was wondering was um, just trying to get back to Heiji's point about the fortune like Conan's fortune on Osaka like his um, Identity re- identity being revealed. So it it doesn't happen at least not with Ron, but then I was thinking, okay, did somebody else maybe figure out Conan's identity? I I thought it might have been Kid at this point. Like, is this like what solidifies that Kid knows that Conan is Shinichi? But we've already gotten sort of that feeling from the show, like like the Magic Lovers episode. So I'm not sure if the fortune actually came true. But anyways, it's just something I'm going to keep thinking about, I guess.
0: Yeah, I thought the movie was really good. Uh, I really liked the core. I, I like the, the, the Russian bits. I thought that led into the, the core story. I thought the payoff was really worth it with it not being like the super valuable thing. Uh, you know, like uh, filled with jewels and stuff, but rather it being emotionally valuable. I thought that was a really cool twist. Uh, I thought the whole mystery was really well done. Everything tied in together nicely. I think it was a bit strange... The episode, the movie was pretty murder-free for long periods of time. I guess maybe if you believe Kid had died, there was one earlier, but we really didn't have like a murder until halfway through the film. And usually these films kind of have like murder after murder. It's kind of like really like shockingly eventful. I think last time we had like six murders or something.
2: Yeah, the countdown one
0: and. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. uh this didn't really get like as much drama from that perspective, but I, I thought they built up the uh killer nicely at the end, and I thought the exchange where Conan was being kind of ridiculous and very, very uh full of himself, was still very cool. And uh the ending segment with Ron and Kaido Kid as Shinichi I thought was really great. And uh it also shows that Kaido Kid knows uh Conan's identity which is interesting although you know you always have the caveat of movies not really being canon but really if you want to accept it as it is it doesn't really change anything um, so that's an interesting point thought it was a really well done movie I, I quite enjoyed it so thumbs up from me
3: right so what are y'all's uh, individual rankings rankings as far as the movie so far
0: well shit I don't know <laughs>
3: I know, no. That I'm just telling my from just at the ones that we have all covered.
0: I know, and I don't know about this, Colleen. Do you have a? How about you answer so I can get my thoughts in place? Oh
2: gosh, um, I don't know if, uh, like, I guess this one ranks number one right now, and I don't know. I felt, I felt equally, um, you know, emotional and attached to the other movies. I suppose at the end. Uh, so I, maybe it's not a fair ranking if I don't do it back to back, but let's say for the, my feelings right now, uh, this one would be number one, Last Wizard of the Century, then it would be, I think, movie one, the skyscraper one, and then like the time bomb skyscraper, and then the the second movie, the countdown to, or whatever, is the 14th target, yeah.
0: I think I might actually put this last in the three that we've seen. Just because uh, the second film, I really loved the stuff with Koguro and Eerie. And I thought oh. that that like added a real emotional impact to their separation. And I thought that was really interesting. And then the first movie, like uh, that's, that's kind of just a classic. It might not hold up as well when compared to the 20 plus other movies. But, you know, like uh, the, the whole scene where they're in the skyscraper and the bombs are going off. And... Ron just has so much trust in Shinichi, and you know, she couldn't cut the red cord. I think that's such an impactful moment that I don't feel like this film has anything that goes to that level. Um, so maybe this might have been like this was a really good movie, but I feel like no one scene is as impactful as the Kogoro stuff and that scene between Ron and Conan. So I would put this third uh there and uh for first i guess i'd go with the 14th target right now but uh that's not to say i didn't enjoy this but uh i think those those two movies had a bit more emotional pull on me with just how they kind of made you they added like some depth to the characters and this does add depth to kaido kid but i feel like the magician's case kind of gave a a similar depth so i didn't really uh so yeah that's where i stand Good question. We'll we we'll continue to revisit that as we go on. I remember really liking the sixth movie. I don't really remember the next movie we're doing is "Captured in Her Eyes," which I don't really remember, and then "Counting the Heaven," which I also don't really remember. Yeah, so I, I so, remember that uh, be... one.
2: I don't remember the next one that we're going to do. I remember both of
3: those. I remember movie four and five.
0: So it'll be interesting going back to this. I'm excited. Absolutely. And we I. Tweeted out on our Twitter if anybody had any thoughts. I'm going to read a few uh, fan responses here. Uh, from Twitter, at Save Case Close says, one of the great films in the franchise gives some more depth to The Phantom Thief, which certainly is true. Uh, Cat Pillows 2 says, I really like the suspense and code breaking in this film, plus Ron's suspicion that Conan is just Nietzsche. So they enjoy that aspect. Uh, Ryan Self says, I haven't seen it in a minute there are some really great moments in the movie like when you think Conan is going to be figured out. I personally think it is one of the more forgettable ones since it's more of a treasure hunt and less of a murderer case. And then William Lee chimes in. He says, I don't remember much about this one either but it's always nice when Kaito Kid makes an appearance. And I agree with that for sure. I always love seeing Kaito Kid. I love seeing Hattori. I kind of wish Hattori was in this film a little bit more than just the first half. I get it because first he got injured and the first half was in Osaka. But like when you get a taste of a you kind of want some more.
2: <laughs> <You can't
3: laughs> what are you laughing can't about? Can help getting more. Hey, <laughs> The way you said it. Whenever that you get a taste of a Tory, well, you always want more. Yeah, it's true. I mean that to be fair that since that I kind of can kind of relate to him to him because of we have an accent. And that the obvious other reasons, but it's just more so, more so that he did get kind of snubbed in this movie. So I do agree with you because then at that injury that we would have loved to see him more up in this, but I do understand that, you know, that the focus was more so on that, that dynamic relationship between kid and Conan versus those versus versus Conan and uh, versus Conan and uh, a Tory, Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I, I will say one kind of disappointment, just because this was a kind of kid case, uh, we didn't get that big, like, he kind of stole the 50th one, but, like, the way it was, the 50th uh, egg, but the way it was, or the f- 51st, sorry, but the way it was done, we didn't get that big, like, epic crime encounter of him outsmarting the police and, you know, putting on different disguise, like, we didn't get, like, a big event like that, that, like, it was kind of leading up to. And no, I got so excited for screen. seeing his antics, yeah, but we we missed that but even that's such on a smaller scale because of them lying about where they put it. We don't get that big like encounter at the Osaka castle like that we were promised, and I was like, ah, come on, <laughs> my right.
2: complaint would be um figuring out how. How how kid survived, and I guess this goes back to what he says: like some things are better left a mystery. Obviously, I think he's referring to you know the Romanov family, figuring out if any of them survived. But in that same respect, I guess you could say you know it's always going to be a mystery how kid survived that gunshot.
0: Well, maybe he has a bulletproof thing, and that one just shattered. On like, you know
2: what? That's what I thought too. I was like, oh, maybe he has a Mm -hmm. bulletproof monocle, but then it was. The one that Conan saw was, the glass was broken. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> there goes my theory.
3: It might have just been a weaker version of whatever bulletproof, but I'm actually, I am actually, that that is curious, honestly. How, Don't dwell would, on the magic, guys. How would one survive <laughs> that? Yeah, let's not dwell on it. Some things are just better left off unsolved.
0: Yeah, imagine this podcast if we do zero criticism and we're just like, you know what, let the magic be the magic. Then it would just be that's, you... That's how we we'll cover everything. It would
2: just be you, like, recapping the episode, Tyler.
0: <laughs> oh, God. I don't think I could deal with that. Yeah, so this is a really good film. I think we all enjoyed it. Yeah, so this is Captured in Our Eyes. It originally aired April 22nd, 2000. I thought this film was excellent. I mean, uh, I didn't remember a ton about it. I kind of remembered that there was an amnesia... Uh, Storyline in one of the movies with Ron, but like other than that, uh, it was it was very much a fresh watch for me. Um, I thought it was fun with a you know the killer being a member of the police force and like kind of coming out of left field and not the usual like uh, oh it's gotta be this guy. Um, so that was fun. I thought the whole case was cool. There was a lot of drama with the police being involved. Uh, Yeah, I thought it was a really good episode. I thought everybody had, like, their moments. The shine, and Agasa looked cool. You know, we had a nice wide range of characters. Hybera had her moments. The detective boys had, you know, some good comedy as the Ron protectors. They had their moments. You know, I was surprised at how much Eerie was involved, and I loved their little scenes of her being back at the house and interacting with her husband. You know, there's just so many good scenes in this movie i thought it was a a fantastic film colleen what do you think uh overall
2: oh i completely agree i really like this movie the plot was simple but it was executed so well um like the darker tones to it with the backstories and even like some of the music that they chose to use in some of the scenes i was like oh this gives it a very kind of mature flair um but yeah I, i agree like all of the Uh, The way that the characters were integrated seemed purposeful, like the detective boys protecting Ron and Agasa uh, being there as well. And he like even protected her like from a bullet. And um, yeah, the uh, there was, you know, nice additions of comedy with, with Makoto being totally incompetent and like you're thinking, okay, how could this guy even possibly be? the culprit. Uh, obviously like Takagi's parts were funny too, like some of the other police officers. Um, yeah, and Conan had... I really enjoyed the uh, skateboarding sequence that he had with the roller coaster, like totally like, okay, that, like as if that would happen, but it was super entertaining. So yeah, this is like one of the top films so far. I mean, we've only done four of them and they've all been very good, but uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this one a lot.
0: Yeah, I think this is stronger than the the last one for sure. I think this is probably my favorite so far. Spencer, uh, what's your thoughts on that the film?
3: All uh, now that all of my bias aside, Tyler, Tyler, just uh, basically that as that mentioned that this is my favorite uh, Detective Conan movie, and in that fun fact for your for the, the trivia that this was the first movie that I have ever seen of the series. But that the movie was excellent. It still just lives up to just where it was. I uh, just I think that the mystery was solid, solid, especially especially that the writers are throwing golf that the audience and the basically thinking that it's somebody on that the inside when just in fact that just as you mentioned, Tyler, it was basically that you know that kaizato ca- ca- Zato that the psychiatrist that who was basically that the culprit that the, that you know that the great dynamic about basically Ron and then that the Ron closeness to Conan slash Shinichi was just all well played off, very dynamic overall. That that you know that 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 this is a top three for sure.
0: Yeah, really good. We got some feedback on Twitter on the film uh, from XX Map CR XX. They said I used to be a lot harsher on this film due to the amnesia plot, but actually executed fairly well compared to other amnesia plots. And they say it's a really good film. And uh, they they called this a fun fact. I thought it was kind of a sad fact. Uh, but the main villain's voice actor was Inoue Kazahito, who went on to voice Sherritori after the original voice actor passed away in an accident oh, in 2000. Wow. So uh, apparently this. I don't know if we see Sheratori anymore in the in the uh anime uh like for the rest of because we're already in 2000. Um so this might have been this is definitely the last film with Sheratori here but uh yeah, so they they switched the voice actors and the the villain here winds up uh playing Shareatori.
2: Well, that okay, I'm going to just like side note. Um so when the doctor shows up first on screen like he's following Shirtori and sheertory is about to introduce him because their hairstyles are so I still thought it was similar, his brother. Huh? Okay, is that you what thought you're saying? brother. Same. Well, I yeah. thought, either I thought bro- <laughs> it was the bur-
0: I thought it was the groom, you know.
2: Brother would have been good, but my first thought was like, "Oh, look, it's the Sheertory fan club" cuz he's just like <laughs> <laughs> So like the fact that they- there's like this voice acting, you know, sad fact, fun fact, whatever you want to call it, like, "Oh my gosh, that just like" <laughs> That that's kinda of cool for me.
0: Right. Very, yeah, very cool that his voice actor died in an accident in two thousand. Oh, sorry.
2: I didn't mean it like a, You always do this. This is really
0: cool. It's really cool that I died.
2: Jeez you know I didn't God. mean it like that. I know.
0: So yeah, and then uh yeah, really good film. I was pleasantly surprised. We explained everything, the dinosaurs, the volcanoes, uh a lot going on here. The, they explain the. the, d- the were there dragons
2: chief. too? Like we were talking about the dragons last week, didn't we? I think. There yeah, we dragons. saw.
0: Yeah. We saw it one second. It was like when the kids were doing a ride, and we saw yeah. like a fire-breathing dragon.
2: Yep. Yeah. So it all made I sense. I also want to
0: point out this one really funny <laughs> sequence uh, in our sub, where Agasa's talking to mm-hmm. Ron, and he says, uh, <laughs> "Like, do you remember me?" I'm the genius professor, but the sub misspells genius and professor, (laughs) and I don't think it's all like purpose to make it look stupid. But he spells genius like genuous, and then professor has an extra F, so so it's just real funny. I'm the genuous professor. Uh Uh Remember me, Ron? But yeah. I just wanted to point it out because that it's perfect. made me laugh a lot <laughs> when I saw it. I was like, "Oh, Gasa, you're so sweet," and then he gets shot later, and I'm like, "Oh, who would shoot a genius professor?" Who <laughs> would <But>, uh... <laughs> shoot it? <laughs> I thought this film was excellent. I mean, uh, I didn't remember a ton about it. I kind of remembered that there was an amnesia. Uh, storyline in one of the movies was Ron but like other than that uh it was it was very much a fresh watch for me um I thought it was fun with a you know the killer being a member of the police force and like kind of coming out of left field and not the usual like uh, oh it's got to be this guy um so that was fun I thought the whole case was cool There was a lot of drama with the police being involved uh yeah, I thought it was a really good episode. I thought everybody had like their moments. The shine, and Agassa looked cool. You know, we had a nice wide range of characters. Haibara had her moments, the detective boys had, you know, some good comedy as the ron protectors. They had their moments. You know, Aria I was surprised at how much Aria was involved and I loved their little scenes of her being back at the house and interacting with her husband. You know, it's, there's just so many good scenes in this movie i thought it was a a fantastic film colleen what do you think uh overall
2: oh i completely agree i really like this movie the plot was simple but it was executed so well um like the darker tones to it with the backstories and even like some of the music that they chose to use in some of the scenes i was like oh this gives it a very kind of mature flair um but yeah i, I agree like all of the Uh, the way that the characters were integrated seemed purposeful, like the detective boys protecting Ron, and Agasa uh, being there as well and he like even protected her like from a bullet, and um, yeah, the, uh, there was you know, nice additions of comedy with, with Makoto being totally incompetent and like, you're thinking, okay, how could this guy even possibly be the culprit, uh, obviously like Takagi's parts were funny too, like some of the other police officers, um, yeah, and Conan had, I really enjoyed the, uh, skateboarding sequence that he had with the roller coaster, like totally like, okay, like as if that would happen, but it was super entertaining, so yeah, this is like one of the top films so far, I mean, we've only done four of them, and they've all been very good, but uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this one a lot.
0: Yeah, I think this is stronger than the, the last one for sure. I think this is probably my favorite so far. Spencer, uh what's your thoughts on that the film?
3: All uh, now that all of my bias aside Tyler. Tyler just uh basically that as that mentioned that this is my favorite uh Detective Conan movie and in that fun fact for your for the, the trivia that this was the first movie that I have ever seen of the series. But that the movie was excellent, it still just lives up to just where it was. I uh just I think that the mystery was solid, solid, especially especially that the writers are throwing off that the audience and basically thinking that it's somebody on that the inside when just in fact that just as you mentioned, Tyler, it was basically that you know that kaizato ca- ca- that the psychiatrist that who was basically that the culprit that. that you know that the great dynamic about basically ron and then that the ron closeness to conan slash shinichi was just all well played off very dynamic overall that that you know that 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 this is a top three for sure
0: yeah really good we got some feedback on twitter on the film uh from xx map cr xx they said, I used to be a lot harsher on this film due to the amnesia plot, but actually executed fairly well compared to other amnesia plots. And they say it's a really good film. And uh, they they called this a fun fact. I thought it was kind of a sad fact. Uh, but the main villain's voice actor was Inoue Kazuhito, who went on to voice Sherry after the original voice actor passed away in an accident oh, in 2000. Wow. So uh, apparently this... I don't know if we see Sharatori anymore in the in the uh anime uh like for the rest of because we're already in 2000. Um so this might have been this is definitely the last film with Sharatori here but uh yeah, so they they switched the voice actors and the the villain here winds up uh playing Sharatori.
1: Well, that
2: okay, I'm going to just like side note. Um so when the doctor shows up first on screen like He's following Shiratori and Shiratori is about to introduce him because their hairstyles are so similar. I thought it was his brother. Okay, you thought brother? Well, I thought thought (laughs) it was the the groom, you know? (laughs) Brother would have been good, but my first thought was like, oh, look, it's the Shiratori fan club (laughs) because he's just like. So, like, the fact that there's like this voice acting, you know, sad fact, fun fact, whatever you want to call it, like, oh my gosh, that just like. That, that's kind of cool for me.
0: Right. Very, yeah, very cool that his voice actor died in an accident in 2000. Oh, sorry.
2: <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. You always do this This is really
0: cool. It's really cool that I died. <laughs>
2: Jeez, you know I didn't God. mean it like that. I know.
0: So, yeah. And then uh, yeah, Really good film. I was pleasantly surprised. We explained everything. The dinosaurs. The volcanoes. The... Uh, a lot going on here. The, they explain the. the, the were there dragons
2: chief. too? Like we were talking about the dragons last week, didn't we? I think. There yeah, were we saw.
0: Yeah. We saw it one second. It was like when the kids were doing a ride, and we saw yeah. like a fire-breathing dragon.
2: Yeah. So it all made I sense. I also want to
0: point out this one really funny <laughs> sequence uh, in our sub, where Agasa's is talking to mm-hmm. Ron, and he's, uh, <laughs> he's "Like, do you remember me?" I'm the genius professor, but the sub misspells genius and professor, (laughs) and I don't think it's all like purpose to make it look stupid. But he spells genius like genuous, and then professor has an extra f, so so it's just real funny. I'm the genuous professor. Uh Uh Remember me, Ron? But yeah. I just wanted to point that out because that's perfect. Made me laugh a lot. <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, Gasa, you're so sweet." And then he gets shot later and I'm like, "Oh. Who would shoot a genius professor?" Who uh... <laughs> would shoot it? A... <laughs> yeah, I thought it was I thought it was really good. Um I also want to give a thanks to our patrons, pa- patrons. Our patrons. Well, you know, you're a genius uh,
2: professor.
0: Yeah, our genius professors. Medium sized Jeffrey. Uh shot to Ryan Self, he was on the show recently. Shout out William Lee, Big Chief Mason. Colleen, are we missing anybody?
2: Mm, no, I think that's about it. <laughs>
0: Cynthia no. Um Steven. Spencer.
2: Spencer.
0: Hi. <laughs> hey, hey. How's it going? Thank you. Ninja Spence. Thank uh-huh. you. Yeah, thank you for uh Supporting the podcast for coming on the show, being our movie guru, yeah. if you will.
3: Yeah, movie guru and such. And then that it's just, it's always just fun just talking to these guys. Hey, other patrons, take advantage of it. it that you are in for a laugh all the time. Who knows that maybe that, maybe that, you know, that I could be on it as well. Who knows?
0: Uh, and I do want to give a plug to the Patreon three episodes each month. We cover, uh, it's patreon.com slash case reopen, no underscore. And we cover Yaiba, uh, the case closed dub, which is really cool. And, uh, you know, we're going to do every dub episode and then all the dub movies at some point. So lots of of fun stuff there. And then uh, we also do Magic Kaito, everybody's favorite Phantom Thief. So fun stuff there we just covered some fun uh kaido cases like a week ago calling you know it was fun wasn't it
2: yeah yeah it's always fun
0: always fun and it, trust me if you aren't watching yaiba you're missing some of the wildest <laughs> dumbest thing possible that's the series that uh gishoyama did before uh he did canon and it is just ridiculous sea cucumbers i'm missing a long bat just- guy <laughs> bad guy yeah not bad man bad guy Although well, there is a spider-man but whatever
1: yeah uh, so yeah
0: lots of fun stuff so we thank you all for listening we thank you all for tuning in and I will see you again next time Bye. bye.
2: thanks everyone bye and remember one truth always prevails